This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back, Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. You're also listening to us on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. And if you're a fan of the Raiders, uh, either a really tough day, a really exciting day, or somewhere in between, which I think most people are just an in-between. They appreciate Derek Carr, like Derek Carr, know he's a good man, did well for this franchise in so many ways. Uh, and if he's moving on, that's always uh, tough to say goodbye to a friend, at least from a perspective of knowing him on your team. So we understand that as well. But uh, we appreciate you guys all being here. I'm going to say this, though, Mo, because I'm already biting back a little bit online on Twitter. I know I shouldn't because people bait you. But you guys, everybody, there's going to be lots of emotion, right? Those of you who are most of you that are kind of yin-yang, you know, hey, yeah, I, I see why Derek Carr's got to go, but at the same time, I like Derek Carr and we could do work. For the most logical folks, it's not a big deal. But for the polarized people, the people that, that could not and could not fathom Derek Carr not being a Raider are making the biggest excuses. I mean, it's just like loony land out there. And then the people who absolutely hate Derek Carr are celebrating, but it's not a, it's not a good celebration. It's like a gloating and it's a this. I, I'm okay with people saying, hey, look, I'm happy they're moving on. But they're picking fights with people who are these other polarized defenders of Derek Carr. It's a bad situation. It's going to be a tough week in Raider Nation. So what I would recommend is limit your social media as much as possible. Check in on the news. Occasionally see what's happening. You know the big news now, obviously, with Derek Carr being benched. Past that, Mo, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to engage with wackiness. Just not going to do it. I should have started the show saying this, but I just... To everyone viewing us and to people listening to us, I'm, <laughs> I, I, can, I can probably speak for Scott on this too. Yes. I'm not here to laugh at people who are Derek Carr supporters and wanting him to stay no matter what. Right. right. I'm not here to pat people on the back who didn't like Derek Carr and want him gone regardless. I, I just look at this show as, look, we're sitting at a bar, we're sitting in a lounge, we're sitting at a restaurant, and we're just having a Raiders discussion. This is not about who was right, who was wrong, and... You're a Derek Carr hater. You're a Derek Carr lover. Let's just talk about the team. 
what directions they could go in. If you have any questions, I'm welcome to answer them. We can have a conversation back and forth. We can disagree. We can have different opinions. It's cool. But I, I'm just not here to point the finger and laugh at people who may be having a, I'm honestly having a tough time dealing with this news because this kind of reminds me of, now this hasn't reached that level yet because Derek Carr is still technically on the roster, but this reminds me of when Khalil Mack got traded. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I know it's different because Khalil Mack wasn't a polarizing player. Most Ray fans loved him. Correct. They didn't want him to go. But as far as the news coming down, the, the, the gravity of the news that there's going to be some change, it reminds me of that. And a lot of fans are taking it as hard because a lot of fans were just as big as fans of Khalil Mack as they are Derek Carr right now. So I can see some parallels there, even though there are obvious differences, again, because Khalil Mack wasn't polarizing. Yeah, and and that's 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 where I that's where I see things here, which is you know, we cover the Raiders. We are not a fan show, right? We have fans who listen to our show, but everybody who watches this show or listens to this show knows that Mo and I don't come in here and talk about we and us and cheer for the Raiders. We don't do that. We would like to see the Raiders do well, because frankly, even from an objective standpoint, when you cover a team, it's a lot more fun when they're doing well. Right? Nobody likes to get in and talk about negativity, except for maybe political pundits. On this show, we don't do that. We like to talk about the things. So so when, when I say, and I was bolstering, I really believed, look, Derek Carr hasn't had a good year. And I've been talking about it for now really hardcore for about a week with data and people don't like to hear that. And so then they get personal and they say things to you. Okay. And, and to me, that's not what it's about. Again, Mo, how many times have you said, I think we need to put this, like we, we need to make a hat for you to wear on the show. <laughs> Two things can be right at the same time, right? Yes, it can, it can be true that Josh McDaniels has not performed well. And yes, it can be true that Derek Carr has had a bad year. Both things can be true. Doesn't mean one person's to blame more than the other. So, so because I point out or Mo and I point out that Derek Carr hasn't performed as well as people think he should, that does not make us haters. That does not mean we want him gone. But for me, it's a business decision. I'm not emotionally attached like all of you are. I'll leave the emotions to you guys. But you can't attack people who look at things through the lens of objectivity. I get it. You can be emotional and be angry and, and express your opinion. I love that. Plenty of people. I, I was wrong on, I was given the 19 turnover stats for Carr the last two shows. I was wrong. Somebody went on Twitter today and corrected me. And I said, you're absolutely correct. I don't know where I was coming up with that, but I'm wrong. Thank you for pointing it out. Move on. Right. But, but this hyperbolic stuff, it's the one thing that I will say that, it, that, that I, I would like about if they move away from Derek Carr is that hopefully this, a lot of this goes away. I don't know if it will, or if people stick around. Um, Scott, no, you don't think so? It's I'm, not going I'm, away. Do you, do you know, I'm too do you, optimistic? You're, this is not going, do you know what this is going to turn into? And I've already seen a little bit of it already. Any quarterback that comes in after Derek Carr. Oh yeah. The people who the failure staunchly the, the people who staunchly support a car are going to heavily criticize that quarterback <laughs> because they're going to feel like, well, you heavily criticize car, so the next guy coming in is going to get the same heavy criticism. So that's that it's not going away. Yeah. When you when you follow a guy who's been in a certain place for nine years and he has love and support and respect, that's what's going to happen. And I said yeah. I. I leave that to the to the people out there. If that's what you want to do, I, I'm not telling you how. I always say this: I'm not telling fans how to fan. If you if 
however you want to fan, however you want to cheer for your team or not cheer for your team, yeah. that's up to you. I've been there in my younger years, so I understand. I'm sure you've been there in your younger years, so you understand. Oh, yeah. But I I stay away from it. If you want to have an honest conversation, that's what I'm here for. Correct. All the other stuff, the personal attacks, I can leave that to whoever wants to do that. Yeah. It, and it's unfortunate because this is what I... This is what I see in sports is it's becoming more like the political realm. So when, when, when you like somebody and they don't succeed, so if you, get, if you vote for somebody, they don't win an election, then you're going to get upset and you're going to hate the person who won. Uh, and, and in this case, to your point, if Derek Carr goes away and the next quarterback comes in, there's going to be people actively rooting against their own team because they mm-hmm. still don't want to be wrong about one player. It, it's maddening. And I got to be honest, sometimes it makes me want to walk away from covering football. It does. Because I'm like, holy crap. We, we have this issue in the country politically with that stuff, which we don't delve into politics on this show. But that's what it is. It's so polarized that nobody ever wants to lose and nobody ever sees any good in anything unless it's what they already believe. And overall, that's not good for your health, by the way, mentally or physically. And certainly not for a fan base uh, that has been such a great unit, a family, really, off when it comes to uh, being the fan of the team. Whatever happens, once that quarterback makes a first mistake, that first fumble, that first interception, if they do move on, they're going to say, see, this is why we should have kept Derek Carr. This is exactly yeah. why we should have kept Derek Carr. Because, as I said, as a fan, I get it because I've watched the years of Jamarcus Russell. I've watched the years of Aaron Brooks. I've watched the years of Andrew Walter. I've watched Marcus uh, Tuiasasopo. I've I've seen it all. So I get why Raider fans are hesitant to move on because they've seen so much bad, especially (laughs) the younger fans. And they're like, man, it's been, before Derek Carr got hit, it was so bad. At least with Derek Carr, at least we we looked like a competitive football team. Before him, we weren't even competitive. We were 4-12, 3-13. So that's what they're afraid of. But what I will say to to those fans is that if the Raiders are going to move on, you have to look at it from a different lens where, okay, new front office, new scouting department, what can they do? It's not like we have a history of Dave Ziegler failing to draft a good quarterback. We don't know yet. We don't know what his draft record is. He, he's only really had one year, and I, and I go back to this because I wrote about this before he was hired. With the Patriots, he was in, in control of spending the money and yep. drafting. Patriots had a pretty decent draft that year. Spent a lot of money. He, and I said, the one thing I worry about with Ziegler, he's not afraid to spend money. That could be good or bad. You know, because if you overspend, not looking good. If you spend to get players in there, then fans like that because they like to see action, like this free agency. One of the most talked about times in in the NFL calendar, free agency. Who are we going to get? Who are we going to bring in? So there's good and bad side. But what I will say is that (laughs) we we don't know what Dave Ziegler is as a general manager yet. We don't have enough information to say this guy is not a good GM, not a good talent evaluator or not. We don't know yet. And we got lots of people upset that you mentioned the name that should never be mentioned on a Raider show, by the way. Jamarcus Russell. Yes. And there it is again. So people are getting <laughs> anaphylactic. They're having seizures over. I get it. I get it. Number two. I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up on some of the chat. But here's the thing. We're, we're going to talk about Jared Stidham. I'm going to wait till the end there because this poor guy gets a chance to finally start and nobody really cares about Jared Stidham. They're already talking about the next quarterback. <laughs> Um, by the way, uh, uh, Gianluca Morelli in Italy, my, my Paisan from Italia is out there listening and watching us too. I want to give a shout out to him. Uh, I think it's probably middle of the night for him over there, but anyway, um, Mo, 
everybody in the chat is asking about the next quarterback. You created an uproar and, and it, at least it allowed you to figure out who you needed to block on Twitter um, yeah. over mentioning the possibility of the Raiders acquiring Mac Jones for next year. In addition to, I don't think people got to the second part, by the way, in addition to drafting a young quarterback, realistically, when you look at that, a lot of what I've seen people push back on you about is, okay, Mac Jones. Okay. If that's the key, how much draft capital would you have to give up to get Mac Jones? Do you have to give up a first round pick to get Mac Jones? Or is he now in the situation where, yeah, he had that good first year. He slipped back this year with the Patriots for lots of reasons. I mean, I'm thinking like a third at the highest. Is that what you're thinking too? What would it take to get Mac Jones in a Raiders uniform uh, as the, the, as the chat goes nuts? Cause nobody wants him. <laughs> I would say a middle round pick, um, middle simply because so he, fourth or fifth, if, maybe. If you're, if you're, you know, as as you said, highest being the third, if that. But what I will say, the wild card thing here is you have to uh, understand is that I don't think the Patriots are sold on Mac Jones. So I'm not saying they're right. just going to give him away, but if there are guys in that organization that like Bailey Zappi, who led the led them to some wins, he could be on the out. And I'm not saying they're going to, you know, dangle him out there for a six rounder. But I'm not even sure Bill is Bill Belichick going to be back there. He's in the seventies, mm. you know. If Bill Bel, let's say Bill Belichick walks away, mm. and they go through some changes, he could be out there. I'm again. I'm not saying Matt Jones is my first option. I, I put that out there. He to has say, a Matt Jones jersey. No, I'm just kidding. I, I put that out there to say, and I tweeted this today, and I said that if Josh McDaniels is going to move on from Derek Carr to a a quarterback who has some experience in this league. He's probably going to go with a guy who's played in his system. And a lot of people brought up Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew. And this happens a lot out there. When when a name is put out there, a lot of people go, that's the guy. That's the guy. Gardner Minshew's the guy. And I, <laughs> and I like, and, and in a general sense, I tweet this, in a general sense, I like Gardner Minshew. When, when you were out and I, and I did the tribute to Mike Leach, I said, yeah. I think Gardner Minshew could be a starter in this league. I've said that years ago. Yeah. But look at what these coaches often do, what these GMs often do. They often bring in guys who know their they know. system. Right. So they don't, exactly. they don't, they, they hardly, I don't want to say hardly ever, but they more than likely go with a guy that they're familiar with than a guy that they're not familiar with. So guys like Garner Minshew, I heard people throw out Baker Mayfield. I would say no. I understand <laughs> Baker Mayfield is playing well with Sean McVay, but no. Uh, I like Garner Minshew, but I don't think he's on the Raiders' radar. I think a guy like, if you're, if you're thinking of a guy who could come in, no Josh McDaniel system and play right away. This is why they're looking at Jared Stidham. Now, I don't think Jared Stidham is going to start because, as you said earlier in the show, you got to sell tickets. And I don't think a lot of Raider fans are going to want to come watch Jared Stidham play quarterback. I'm just saying, no offense, Jared Stidham. I'm sure your family loves you and your quarterbacking skills, but he's not going to be the guy. So gotta, you're looking yeah. at you're looking at you're looking at guys like Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you dismissed the Tom Brady thing. I don't think I, I don't think it's going to really? happen. But I don't think so either. But but I because and I'll tell you why I don't think Tom Brady fits. If you're bringing in Tom Brady, you're saying we're a quarterback away. Right. Can you honestly sit there and say the Raiders are a quarterback away no. from being for a Super Bowl? Because Tom Brady, you think you think Josh McDaniels doesn't have enough time to turn this around? Yeah. Tom Brady has even less time. He's going to be 46 years old. <clears throat> if you're bringing in Tom Brady, you're going for the Super Bowl, and the Raiders yeah. have to fix the interior, their offensive line, and they need to get a defense because when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. That team had a defense. Great defense. That team had weapons. The Raiders have weapons too, but we don't know what's going to happen with Darren Waller. Are they going to make more moves? That plays into it. So Jimmy G, I hear Tom Brady, 
Mac Jones, Garoppolo. Stidham, oh, Garoppolo. Those those are the guys that you're looking at that know Josh McDaniel's system. And of those guys, I don't think Tom Brady fits. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not saying it, it's not going to happen. But I just feel like if you were closer to being a Super Bowl contender, it would be more likely that you get a Tom Brady. It's more likely that you wind up with a Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, if Mac Jones is available, you can get him. He's cheap. And if they don't you know, yeah. sell him out there for a first, second round pick, and he's available for a third, fourth round pick. I think they're gonna they would consider making that move. Well, and and the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, I kind of dismissed it at first, but I think about it too from a system perspective and knowing Josh McDaniels, that would make a lot of sense. Depending now, again, for a few years, right? You're gonna draft a young quarterback. That's all based on this assumption that they're gonna draft a quarterback in the first round. If that happens, having a Jimmy Garoppolo guy, because you're not going to I'm sorry, Raider Nation. I I I you're gonna hear it first, and I know you're not gonna like it. You're not going to compete for the Super Bowl next year, okay? So uh, if that's the case, yeah. I, know, I know Murph will tell me I'm wrong, but I, I'm just saying um, <laughs> you, you, you need a guy who's going to be good and not going to cost you $40 million a year. So and I, I don't know where Garoppolo is going to be on the scale of – I know Minshew is going to be 6 or $8 million, so you start talking about budgets there. That's fine too. But overall, you're right. I think people under – estimate the value of relationships and familiarity with systems, coaches, GMs. They just like any place, any place you go in the corporate world and there's a new CEO, you know what they do? They bring in all the people they've worked with in other places. And the same exactly. thing happens in the NFL. It happens exactly. every time we saw it. And I know a lot of you, I don't want them to be the Patriots. Sorry, you hired Patriot guys. They're going to bring former Patriots or down the tree, wherever they contacted them or worked with them. They're going to bring them in as well. So it'll be interesting to see who they do as that kind of bridge quarterback, because I really do think they will get one of those. Um, let's turn to Jarrett Stidham on Sunday. So he's going to be facing. It's like, oh, thanks. You start me now against the 49ers. You didn't start me against the Jaguars. You didn't start me against some of these other teams that don't have the defenses uh, that that uh, the 49ers have. But to me, this 49er team, I know they're the number three in the NFC right now, Mo. But they're playing pretty dang good, I think, as good a football as anybody in the NFL. They are. It's probably the Raiders' best opponent mm -hmm. in, of the season, maybe, uh, aside from the Chiefs, of course. But if you look at it, I I understand they, they say they want to look at Jarrett and see what he looks like. But they're not putting him <laughs> in a good position to make an audition, no. his first audition against the 49ers, because I'm not expecting much from him. Maybe he surprises me. But again, I don't think Jared Stidham is a guy that's going to start next year. Because I've seen people say, I've seen people on Twitter say, "Well, Jared Stidham could start," and you're you're basically tanking. And I and I go back to my point that you have to sell fans to come to. The, it's bad enough that there are a lot of opposing fans at Allegiant Stadium during their games. You got to sell fans on coming to the game. You think Mark Davis is going to like Jared Stidham starting at quarterback? Probably not. This is why you're yeah. going to get a, a bridge gap guy to come in. But they want to take a look at him because maybe he could be your number two guy behind the bridge gap guy right. behind a rookie. You have Jared Stidham. Maybe you start Jared Stidham for two, three games, and then you roll out your rookie. Because who's to say that the rookie isn't going to be ready to play right away? Yeah. You look at Derek Carr's career. He he was able to come in. They they didn't plan for him to be the starter. Right. He just showed that he was ready coming into that offseason. He he parlayed that into a starting job for nine years so you don't know if that rookie is going to come in and be ready or not he may be ready but you got you got to have you got to have a security blanket just in case he's not ready 
So one of those things too, Mo, when you think about um, not only Jared Stidham starting, but but this idea of Derek Carr being benched, and this is the impact on the team, right? So you're heading into these final two games. Everybody's basically auditioning for their jobs again. There's only a few guys that aren't. Um, what kind of impact? They asked Josh McDaniels that today, and he basically said, hey, yeah, everybody knows it's like every time else somebody plays, somebody doesn't play. But this is different. This is a guy who's led your team for nine years and um, it's going to have an impact. You have personal feelings involved. You also have, obviously, the game and the chances you have to win the game with uh, Jared Stidham uh, under under center at quarterback. Um, what do we want to look for in this team? Uh, I know a lot of people might think, well, this team's going to quit now because Derek Carr, this and that. Um, what do you expect? Uh, how, do we, how do we look at the impact that it has on the team uh, this week? They're out, man. They're playing a much better team. But what do we look for? And, and how could this impact the mood and the play of the Raiders who are going to play on Sunday? To be honest with you, Scott, and to be honest with the audience, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. It, it, you got to understand, this is a guy who's been the captain of your team for how long? He's been around for, for nine years, long, you know, right. long-tenured Raider. And there are people who are probably in that locker room who support Derek Hart just as hard as the fans, some of these fans do. So it's going to be interesting to see how that offense operates with a new signal caller, it's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see how guys are reacting because Josh McDaniels can get up to the podium and say it's it's just whatever, it's just business as usual, all he wants. But anytime you bench a captain and he's your quarterback, that's a big deal. And it, it kind of signals to players that change is coming. So do those players then look at, okay, I got to perform, I got to be up to par or else I, you know, I'm probably out of the door too. Or they say, look, Derek Carr is probably going to be gone. I don't want to be here either. <laughs> so it's going to be <laughs> there's it's, some guys. There, there are going to be some guys who have that thought process too. So it's going to be interesting to see where the energy level is. And I think you and Murph talk about this a lot in the post game show about energy and, and guys being into the game. I'm going to be looking for that because I'm not expecting much from a score perspective. I'm going to be looking at the body language of a lot of these players, Devonte Adams especially, knowing that his buddy could be gone. How's Devonte Adams looking? How is he going to? Be more of a leader to, to the guys on the field now that Derek Carr is, is not on the field. Does he take on more of a leadership role? Is he mm. more reserved? How does he take this news? Because that is his buddy. And I'm sure he came to the Raiders partially because of Derek Carr being the quarterback there. So yeah, I'm going to be looking at Devontae Adams, especially my ladies and focus. How is he reacting to this? How is he taking this news? Yeah, and, and, and as we, we conclude the show here, I, I want to say this too, because I, I sometimes I get philosophical. I tweet things out that are that are related to what we're covering here on Silver and Black today, but just in general in life too. And that is um, this expectation, there's no, you know, there's no guarantees in life. So you're not guaranteed if you keep Derek Carr, you do better, and you're not guaranteed you do better without Derek Carr. So, so the idea, and you just brought it up a few minutes ago, Mo, when you said, hey, how do you know you don't get a first-round quarterback that comes in and, and just blows everybody away? You don't. How do you know you don't get a first-round quarterback and they're a complete bust? You don't. <laughs> you don't. If it was a perfect science and you were guaranteed of anything, it would be a lot easier to do, but it's not. So, yeah, a Will Levis a CJ Stroud, a Bryce Young. You don't know what these guys are going to do. You can evaluate them based on their college play. And so for Raider fans who, well, you haven't been through 30 years of bad quarterbacks. No, I haven't. But because you have doesn't mean it's going to happen again. And so that's the caution I give to people is I'm okay with you being cautiously optimistic with or even pessimistic about the coach. I'm okay with you being pessimistic about the GM until he proves you wrong. 
that's fine. But I hear a lot of players, or excuse me, a lot of fans who say, I support our guys no matter who they are. If they wear the silver and black, they're my guys. But then the guy hasn't even been drafted or been signed yet, and you're already saying he's not going to do well. So, so that's the one challenge I want to give to everybody out there as we sum up this show, Mo, is just keep an open mind. I understand the pessimism. Your franchise has been through the ringer for a long, long time. Many of you have never seen this team win like many did earlier on. A playoff game. Mm -hmm. A playoff game. So I get it, okay? But what else, what other choice? You have two choices. One, which I know most of you are going to choose, which is you're a Raider Nation for life. This is your team till the day and even past the day you die. And then the other choice is you go, you go elsewhere. You, you forget it and you're not a fan anymore. That's the choices you have. So if you're going to stay with being a Raider fan, why would you make everything pessimistic and negative? Here, here's what I want to say, because I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you did this, but I don't, I don't want to, again, I don't want to tell fans how to feel because that's part no. of being a fan is having an emotion. But what I will say is what I reiterated on the previous show, right? Who thought Patrick Mahomes would be what he is today, right? Because if if people were so sure Patrick Mahomes is going to be a potential two-time MVP, he would have went number one in his draft. He didn't. The Raiders are going to probably have a top 10 pick. Now, I understand the distrust in the scouting departments over the years. I get it. I've been through that. But <laughs> you don't have to have a number one overall pick to to change your franchise with a quarterback. If, you're, if your scouting department does its homework and, and hits on a quarterback, <clears throat> then you can have a guy that – Take you to the next level. Yep. It, it, again, it could be it. It could regress and it could go roll back from Derek Carr, or it could get better. Again, as I say, Patrick Mahomes was not the overall, not the number one overall pick in his draft class. We the Chiefs got him at ten. Yeah, uh, the Raiders going to have a pick inside the top ten. So if they make it, if they go this route and they get a quarterback that they like that's a rookie, I would just say just keep an open mind because you never know. You never know what you're going to get in these draft classes. It's an imperfect science. A lot of guys, people will say, oh, that guy's going to be a bust. Turns out to be pretty good. Yeah. People were heavily critical of Josh Allen when he was coming out of Wyoming. He's not accurate, including myself. I was like, well, he's not accurate. His, his completion percentage is low. Look at where the bills are right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it you just you just don't know what's going to happen. I would just say keep an open mind. Yeah, keep an open mind. And I know the history. I get it. If you're a long-suffering Raiders fan, I get it. But Al Davis doesn't make the picks anymore. Uh, and the GMs after him who didn't do well aren't there anymore. So you have a new GM who hasn't proven himself overall yet. So I get that. There's unknowns there. But there's an unknown when you walk out the door. There's an unknown when you get behind the wheel and you drive to the grocery store. So just keep an open mind. It's going to be a very crazy and exciting offseason. The Raiders have their full complement of draft picks as we speak today, unless they trade them for something else. But as of today, they're going to be a top eight, I think, maybe even higher draft maybe pick. Maybe higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think they'll go up to five or six, actually, but we'll see. Because um, the next two games are going to be tough for them. So we, we look at that. They're going to have an amazing opportunity to make the franchise, to put it on a foundation for the next 10 to 15 years. Now, if they screw that up, I get it. Then you're back at where you were before. But I wouldn't assume that they are. I think you have to give them the opportunity. You have to have some faith there. If you don't have the faith, then I don't know why you would be a fan anymore because then you have nothing. You don't think anything's going to go right. But again, I'm, to most point, you're right. We don't preach to you. We don't tell you how to feel. I'm just thinking that you guys have a lot more to look forward to than you believe at this point. So we'll see how I, it all ends up. 
I, I just want to end on it with a nuclear scenario. Nuclear? A, nuclear scenario. Now, I know you dismissed the whole Tom Brady idea, but I've said this. I, 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 I strongly believe that Josh McDaniels is going to bring in a guy that knows the system. And if it is Tom Brady, the only way I see Tom Brady coming to Las Vegas is if he brings some guys with him, Rob Gronkowski. And some, you know, and other guys say, yeah, because we all know these players talk in the offseason. They do. If, if Tom Brady is calling up guys and saying, look, I'm thinking about coming to the Rays, would you come? That's the only that's the only way I can see a Tom Brady situation working. Otherwise, just him by himself at 46 years old, I think you go with a younger guy, a guy who's able to play and not always on the injury report. This is why I don't like Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo because he's always now I want to say always, but he's hurt half the time. He's hurt right now. I mean, if if you're bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, you might as well get your number two quarterback ready because chances are Jimmy Garoppolo at some point hurt. is going to be hurt. And yeah. this is why I brought up Mac Jones. And I get it. Mac Jones is a dirty player. He does all these crazy things on the field. He's not a likable player. But as I said, as a GM, I don't care about if I like you or not. No. Do the guys all the do the guys in the locker room believe in you? Because if the guys in the locker room believe in you and you can get us to win some football games, that's what I care about. This is not a I like you business. This is about we need to win football games business. And it's the Raiders. Raider fans. I had a couple fans that he's a dirty player. I'm like, like Lyle Alzado? Um, like John Matuza. And I love those guys, right? I'm just saying, like, the, the, the dirty player thing, it's like, okay, if you don't like him as a quarterback, totally fine. You don't have to go, oh, he's a dirty player, just because I saw that on the news this week. But yeah, <laughs> nonetheless, it, it'll be interesting to see because the Raiders are going to have all these big choices to make. Um, yeah, I, I don't see Brady, but you never know. Maybe he just, he's a bachelor. Maybe he wants to live in Las Vegas and earn income that's not taxed because there's no income tax in Vegas. Maybe he does that, and maybe Gronkowski joins him, and they have a cool, fun year, and the Raiders draft a rookie, and then he's able to pass it on to the rookie the next year. Who knows? At this point, anything's possible. Remember, if you believe what Dana White said, wow. Tom Brady to the Raiders was actually a real thing if John Gruden didn't say no to it and stick with Derek Carr. So I don't right. think it's out of the realm of possibility. But my primary focus is on the draft because I think yes, regardless of what, the Raiders should draft the quarterback inside the top 10. Should, and, should, must, must do that. And the Raiders are in the position they're in because of bad drafts. The draft is so important. I'm not saying that you have to hit on every first-round pick, but those middle-round picks, we saw what happened in the Gruden-Mayock era and how they all gutted, in essence, the chances. Think about if half those picks, Mo would have been successful, this team probably would already be a playoff team. I mean, if you think about it, the misses they had, they're almost there, right? So at the at the very least, they're more competitive. So it's going to be all about the draft. So look forward to that. I know it sucks to, to, to look forward to the draft and not the Super Bowl, but that's the way we're at. So we'll, we'll, but we'll be here to talk about it, not only through the rest of the season, but through the rest of the year, the summer and all that stuff. We're going to have big draft specials. We're going to have all kinds of things going on. Uh, as well as Mo doing the show from the top of the Empire State Building. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're going we're gonna to do all sorts of fun. All right, Mo. Well, it was a crazy day, and we wanted to get on live to talk to everybody, and we're glad we did, and we certainly appreciate you guys joining us up on YouTube, wherever you're watching us live. And if you're listening to us on audio on Thursday morning on your way to work, we we'll hope this allowed you to kind of vent or listen or uh, just think about what happened with Derek Carr uh, yesterday. So we appreciate you guys being with us. The listeners on 98.5 The Fan and 1140 The Bet in Las Vegas, thanks for doing that. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Mo, we will talk to you again early next week, and I will talk to the folks out here post game with Murph on Sunday. 
Wherever you stand on this Derek Carr issue, be careful out there in the Twitter streets, people, because it's, it's chaos <laughs> it's out gonna... there. People are getting all types of insults hurled at them. So be yeah. careful out there in the social media world out there. No matter what side of the fence you're on, it's sort of going to be like you're running in the middle of an episode of Walking Dead, right? You, it's just going to be a disaster with a lot of zombies following you. So, so be careful, uh, and we will go talk to you guys on Sunday. For Mo Moten, for our producer, David Stepanian, I am Scott Colbranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.